0: man. First of all, I want to just uh, thank Pastor David for giving me such a long leash. I was supposed to get one Sunday, and then he gave me a second one. And I think I I kept repeating the fact that this was a series, so then he gave me another one. (laughs) And then... And uh I think my run is about over. And uh but God is good. He keeps speaking and uh revealing different things and it's amazing. So It's 11:30. So I got a full 29 minutes and 15 seconds left. So I just want to Review a couple things because I, I, get, I get going on a certain thought and I forget about my notes. And then I get home and I think, oh man, I just left all this stuff on the table. Or actually in the kitchen, I didn't bring it to the table. And I, I go and I have all these leftovers in the kitchen that never got put on the table. so But it was back in May, April, May, June... I just kept this thought of the fact that as Christians, we don't exercise our full authority. And Jesus paid a full price. He paid the full ransom. He said, it is finished. It was fully complete. Completely complete, I think is in the greek if you if you look up his his phrase, completely complete, and then but as as a church as a whole, as Christians we we just catch we just scratched the surface of what Christ intended, what the Father intended, and what the Holy Spirit is activating in our lives we we scratch the surface, so um I came across—I didn't come across i i I'd known this literally since I was a kid. Psalms 103, but—but but I, I just started looking more and more into Psalms 103, and so I've been just preaching from Psalms 103, verse one through I think five. It is, um. But but as I've studied it, it's like there's there's five benefits. Uh, he forgives all of our iniquities. He heals all of our disease diseases, all. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us. I think that's going to be the focus for today. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And then finally, he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. How many of you need some renewal? Yeah. And as I studied, sorry, excuse me, little things just, you know, I catch my attention as I talk. As I studied those five things, it's amazing how they, they kind of just run over into each other. And so I'll get talking, and then I'll start talking about something else that wasn't even on my notes because it all, it's all comes together. It all comes together. And so I want to, I'm, I'm going to kind of blend um, the previous one. He redeems our life from the pit. into how he crowns us with his loving kindness and tender mercies. And that, as a result, he renews us. You gonna blend these last three. But um, I just want to just go back, because I probably never actually read some of my stuff from page one. Talking about the fact that we fail to to get into the full authority of the believer. The result is that we are not, I want, I want you to listen to this shift because some of you say might say, oh, I got that down pat in my life. But it's supposed to come out of your life and affect, affect those around you. So you might say, I, I, my sins are forgiven, I'm good there. But the fact that uh, Christ destroyed the power of sin, we, we're to reach out and, and uh, take somebody else under our wing. So here, as a result of not exercising full authority, um, we are not living lives to the fullness that God desires for each of us. And then as a result, we're not fulfilling the mandate that God designed for us. The mandate for Adam and Eve wasn't to stay in the garden and just tend it. It was to take what was in the garden and reproduce it outside of the garden. He said, go and replenish the earth, not just stay cozy in your garden. So as a result, we're not fulfilling the mandate that God designed for us. Then as a result, we are not being the true light that Jesus called us and declared us to be. And we are not having the impact that God wants us to have. And lastly, we're not having the lasting influence. It's one thing to have an impact. It's another thing to have influence. Because you can have an impact on something. And then five years later, there, the, wherever you impact it is just back to where it was. But to have a lasting influence... So God wants us not only to have the impact, but then to carry on and influence. And because we don't exercise the full authority, we don't have the lasting impact that God wants us to have. So that's the introduction. We talked about uh, Jesus destroying the power of sin and death. And literally, by destroying the power of sin and, and death, he literally reversed the effects that sin has had. And that is, that is the privilege and responsibility of every believer. Then we... Um, actually, I didn't preach a full sermon, Pastor David, on he heals all of our diseases. <laughs> but I wrapped that up in something else, but... I want to springboard off he redeemed our life from the pit. And quite often, and, and accurately so, we talk about the pit being hell. And it is a fact that um, Jesus, through his blood, purchased us from an end destruction of hell. Took our life, and, and we get, he gives us everlasting life And he literally redeemed us from the pit. Um, In in, uh, the Hebrew, I think it's Sheol. But um, the pit also meant, in in the Hebrew, it's depression. He took our life from a life of depression... In the pit, the bottom of the pit was usually clayish and muddy. He took our life out of the mud. And, And too many Christians look into the eternity, but they still live in their mud, in their depression here on earth, where Jesus paid the price for where we live here and now as well. And, and as Christians, we push so much stuff into eternity that we still live in bondage in some areas and we still live in the mud and we still live our life literally as we did before salvation. The only thing that has changed is in our mind we're going to a different place when we pass away. And, and as a result, we, we live a defeated life still. Still. Instead of experiencing the freedom, the the victory, the overcoming, and the dominion that God designed for us right from the beginning. How does that springboard into this next one? He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Literally, the word crown means to encircle. And I, I, I think I um, um, spoke last week for about five minutes before we were in our um, ministry time. So some of this is kind of going over for some of you, but literally when, when, when we're born again, he takes and he wraps our mind. He crowns us. He crowns us and he wraps our mind. He encircles our mind With his salvation. It's a beautiful picture. A prophetic picture of the helmet of salvation. We. In Corinthians Paul tells us that we actually have the mind of Christ. Now in us. And what happens when we're born again. He literally wraps our mind. With his loving kindness. And his tender mercies. Comes and wraps It's like, it's um, a phrase we like to use when we pray, um, uh, uh, Lord, um, give us a hedge of protection. Well, that's, he crowns us with this hedge of protection over our mind. Last week we had an amazing time of ministry. Um, I really felt that in the service last week. There's so many people that, suffer from fear. Fear that results in stress and anxiety in their life. And fear then produces doubt. Well, the crown that he wants to give you is to protect you from that. Amen. Amen. To literally come and surround you and and... And take you out of that pit of fear, redeem you, lift you up. Um, the word redeemed in, in, um, in the Psalms there about somebody being in a pit is literally lifts you up, lifts your head. Uh, a Scripture that came to mind, he's our glory and he's the lifter of our head. And he wants to take you out of that depression. I really felt last week uh, the idea of not being able to sleep at night. The mind can, comes and it torments you. These thoughts, literally nightmares that you, can, that you get. Nightmares that keep wake you up and, and put you in torment. He crowns your mind. And how do, how do we replace... Those tormenting thoughts, those fearful thoughts, that stress. How do we replace it? How, sorry, how do we shift from that is, is you need to replace it with what? Thoughts of his loving kindness and his tender mercies. What are you filling your mind with? There was a TV show that we, my Brenda and I used to love watching. Well, love watching it was entertaining I wouldn't say love watching but uh, it was just a one hour TV drama on a, I forget what night it was anyways but but there there came a point in time where we we just had we looked at each other and said okay I'm not recording this one anymore because the 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 criminal element in this detective show literally just played with your mind and, and embedded our minds with such negativity and such, well, if you want to call it evilness, if you want, the, the, the particular show. And it made me just think, how many of us, what are we filling our minds with throughout our day? Right. The fear, the negativity. We fill our minds, and then at night, we're filled with can't sleep, tormenting thoughts, nightmares. And because we we develop this thought process throughout the day, whether it's at work, whether uh, it's what we're listening to uh, music-wise, I encourage you if, you, if you don't listen to Christian music, make a shift over to Christian music. Amen. The thought process that a Christian song will encourage is much better than a a thought process that a country song, sorry, all your country songs. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I did not say heavy metal, so. (laughs) But, But we could go over there too, but. But if you think about the content, say just simply music or, or movies or TV shows and all that, if we, we really think about the content of what we're filling our minds with, we'd probably have second thoughts about going down that road. And we literally need to make a shift from the, the type of thinking, the kind of content that takes us into the pit, to content that lifts us and encourages us and that builds us. I think that's my granddaughter. (laughs) She's competing with me. Oh, yeah, she's a fireball. She's going to be an amazing woman of God. Amen, yes. Here's, listen to Psalms 512. For thou, Lord, you bless the righteous. Listen to this. With favor, you will compass him as with a shield. The word compass is the same as crown in the the Hebrew. So literally, his loving kindness is like a shield around our mind. So what, what are you surrounding your mind with? What are you surrounding it with? And that finger wasn't pointed at the wall. Nobody in particular (laughs) was pointed at the wall. (laughs) Listen to it. You know what? I didn't even write what... What uh, translation I use but this is a different translation of the same scripture so just keep that one up it says for you Lord how wonderfully you bless the righteous now listen to this your favor wraps around each one and covers them under your canopy of kindness and joy that is what God has designed for you But he gives us free choice, free will, to walk out from underneath that canopy. His loving kindness, the, n- the next word, and he crowns us, with, I, I was reading, <laughs> um, Charles Spurgeon. He, he gave this illustration of loving kindness. He said, imagine you break your leg and you go to the doctor and he mends it for you. He said, the second picture is, imagine your mother is the doctor and how tenderly she mends it and how lovingly she does the operation. He said, that's loving kindness. Our Heavenly Father is gentle. He's merciful. He has tender affection. That is what our God has for us. Loving kindness, it, it interchanges with the, the word goodness in the Hebrew and in the Greek. If you, if you read different translations, I think the New American Standard or the King James, uh, one will use the word kindness, another one will use the word goodness, and they're interchanged. How many of us literally meditate on God's goodness in our life? Literally, you, you want if you, the, the idea of the crown is based on his loving kindness, his goodness. That's why the testimony is so important. Because we dwell, we meditate, we think on his goodness. Too much, again, going back to the other illustration, too much of our life is, is, is bombarded with negativity, with darkness, with cruelty that we see and we bombard our minds with this and then we wonder why our minds go there. It shouldn't be a shock to everybody (laughs) why our minds can tend to go that way. Replace that negativity with what? Dwelling on God's goodness. Think about his goodness. I, I think it was two weeks ago I said try for five minutes just to sit still. Now, for some of that, just sitting still for five minutes, but now add to this, think about something good from God's Word. Take five minutes of your day. The uh, exercise I was re- referring to is that it was actually 15 minutes. So take five minutes, and then try it for 10 minutes. I think as a, as a society in general, between Canada and the United States, and North, we're just going so, so fast, going every which way. I think, what is the, the, the optimal um, soundbite on Facebook, or Instagram, or YouTube that they say? It's like, keep it to two minutes or three minutes, because you lose people. If you want to attract listeners, and people to your podcast or whatever it is, keep it under three minutes. Because after three minutes, you lose people because they can't pay attention that long. So, let's reverse that trend. Take five minutes and just sit still and just think about God's goodness. Wow. Okay, well, what am I going to even think of for five minutes? Well, think of Jesus Christ. Think about his life. It says he went about doing good. Just think about his life. Well, oh, uh, I don't have five minutes worth of thoughts about that. Well, <laughs> read the Gospels. <laughs> Whoa, five minutes of that. Yeah, you know what? It's amazing. Once you start how you can extend it. Think about him healing the blind man. The one that they called the blind one. Blind Bartimaeus. His name included his physical disability. What did they call him after? Because they had to... But his, he was known as Blind Bartimaeus, and God healed him. Think about um, Elizabeth. She was called the barren one. And heaven visited her. Boom. Think about God's goodness in her life. It it's said literally that, that I think she even said it herself, her own words was: the disgrace that was on her life was lifted. Think about how God takes a person in disgrace and lifts them. One word, one touch of his hand turns you from known as blind to now seeing, rejoicing. He would tell, he would tell, Jesus would tell these people, okay, I just healed you. Now don't tell anybody. (laughs) Not one of them, not one of them could contain the goodness that was just shown to them. So, Go through the Gospels and look at the goodness, the loving kindness, the compassion that Jesus had. Think of everything that Jesus did for you at the cross. You'll be there all day. You you wonder, how can I fill five minutes? You start thinking about his goodness, his loving kindness, his tender. You start thinking of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. All of a sudden, your mind will go, Oh, I remember this scripture verse. I want to, I want to know exactly what it says. All of a sudden, you're gonna be going from here to there, looking into that, reading this, and your mind will be literally transformed. And all of a sudden, and I'm gonna shock some people, all of a sudden the canucks just don't matter so much anymore. Ooh, yeah. I, you know, I I record because I'm at church right now. There's the Seattle Seahawks are playing, and I've taped the game. And I've done this every Sunday. I have a game taped. You know how many of my taped games I've watched in like eight or nine weeks now? Zero. I haven't watched a single game I taped because this this doesn't mean as much anymore. we we used to have our pvr maybe that's still maybe that's old school now but pvr means you can record something and watch it later i don't know what this younger generation does now but um, is it still pvr okay it hasn't passed me by like, well you're old like me so but i mean there we used to have like 10 shows 12 shows Now now there's two or literally three or four that we kind of exercise your mind towards godly things, towards godliness. And what happens is, as the old hymn goes, the things of this earth, they grow strangely dim. What are you exercising your mind to? Amen. Amen. Now, as we were worshiping, I had this thought that went through my head, and I didn't have any notes. I'm just trying to think. I really felt impressed to talk about this one thing. Am I down to four minutes? Oh. Yeah, no. Oh. I talk too much. I talk too much. Okay. I got to shift over to what the picture that... Went through my mind, and it, I was reading as I was going through this series. I I shared it with Pastor Nelson. This this illustration, when Paul was writing his gospels, at the time probably a hundred years before, as the as the Roman Empire was building and growing, there was this king and. Uh, one of his ways of torturing his prisoners is he would literally tie them to a dead body. He would tie them so perfectly to this dead body that literally as that body was decaying, the person who was alive would literally suffocate Because of the fumes of that rotting body. And that person who was alive would die. Not because of any physical ailments. Not because of any natural occurrence. But literally because of the rotting body in front of it. What did Christ do at the cross? And it ties into it says he literally cut away the old nature. That's what it says. He literally cut away. Then Paul, as he writes, it says, you need to put off that old body. And you need to put on the new man who is created in the likeness of Jesus Christ. So now, too many people are literally picking up the old life. They're picking up that old nature, that old way of doing things. They're literally picking it up. And what are they doing? They're literally suffocating and killing the new life. And it's, it's an option and a choice that you've been given the power over. When Jesus Christ paid the penalty for sin, he literally not only paid the penalty, he overcame sin in his own life, and he gave us the power over sin and destroyed sin's power. And now in us, lives Christ. We are enfolded in Christ and we live life jointly with Christ. Thus we have the power and dominion over sin. So we have a choice, but too many Christians don't understand that choice, and literally they're picking up that old carcass, that old way of life, that old thought pattern. We literally feed the old thought pattern. We're picking up that carcass and we're suffocating our own life. Right. Now look, think, think back in, into the garden and God had formed man and what did it say? It says the spirit came face to face with that dirt and he breathed Life breathe life into that lump of dirt and it became a living being a living soul that's what can happen in your own life in your own life you can be literally at, and now think of the perspective of, of I think it's 2 Corinthians 3. Where we're looking. Look in the mirror. Who are we looking at when we look in the mirror? It says we're looking at the Lord and all his glory. The price that was paid. The redemption. The, 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 the ransoming of us. Lifting us up out of that peace. Lifting us out of the mud. Lifting us up uh, and literally cutting away that old man that was suffocating and killing us. And what has he done? He's replaced it with himself. And now as if, as if in looking in a mirror, we are beholding the glory of God. In the face of Jesus Christ. And literally, the Spirit is changing us from glory to glory, renewing us, reviving us, where we were once dead and dying. And living a life in a pit. He's lifted us and attached himself to us. That's what he says. We have been raised. He he has made us alive together. He has raised us together. And now we are seated together. Ephesians 2 verse 6. And now we are seated with him. Fully joined. One with him. And now we can literally breathe in the life of God instead of that old, rotting, decaying carcass. Put it aside. Put it aside and live the life to the fullest that God has for you. Breathe Him in. Think and meditate on His goodness. (sighs) Hmm. As I was thinking of God's goodness and kindness, I I didn't actually know it was a scripture verse. The thought, it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And that word kindness, in some translation is your goodness or your loving kindness. Same word. Literally, Titus says, but when the, Titus chapter 3, verse 4. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, what is it? He saved us. It's his kindness that draws us. In in Jeremiah 31, it says, I have drawn you. My loving kindness has drawn you. Think about his goodness. Meditate on what he's done. And literally, you're changed. You're changed. As I was just reading as I was just thinking about this. Think of Peter fishing all night, catching nothing. And then Jesus comes and is in the boat with him. And Jesus poured out some goodness. And all of a sudden, his boat was so full, they called another boat, and the two boats were full to overflowing with fish. And God's goodness, his loving kindness revealed. What did Paul do? I mean, Peter. Peter fell down at Jesus' feet, said, Oh, you need to get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And it was God's goodness. His loving kindness, his compassion that just overwhelmed Peter at that point. Brought him to his knees. So so it's his kindness that brings us into salvation. And then his kindness leads us in repentance. Repentance is not a one-time thing. Do you know... In Revelations, um, I better read it so I don't confuse you or mix you up. To the angel of the church. This is Revelation chapter 2, Korah. To the angel of the church in Ephesus. So this is written to a church. I know your deeds and your your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not, and you found them to be. So this is a church that is moving. The Holy Spirit is working. This is a, a body that is not full of sin, that needs repentance for salvation. They're moving. The Holy Spirit is revealing things, and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Verse five. Therefore, remember from where have you have fallen, and repent. Change your mind about this direction you're going. You are saved. You are working uh, according to my will and my purposes. But there's this area you need to change. And listen, as we meditate on God's goodness, as we, we read about His goodness, as we fill our minds, literally the Holy Spirit will change us. His goodness changes us. His goodness moves us more and more in line with His mind, with His will, with His purposes. But don't pick up the old. Don't return to that old carcass that has been cut away from you. Don't go back. Don't fill your mind. You... Redemption. You were bought out of slavery. You have been brought into a brand new environment. Don't return to the old. Don't go back to, don't pick up that old thing that suffocates you, that restricts you, that puts your life in bondage. Keep it to the side. Put it aside and pick up Christ. Embrace Christ. Embrace His goodness, because His goodness leads you in repentance, not only from sin and and unsalvation, but literally in your life of walking with God. Repentance works in us, through us, to change us more and more into the image of Him. And as we do that, and as we fill our hearts, our minds, with more and more of Him, we will start walking. In the full authority that he designed for us. The full authority that his plan and purpose is our calling towards us and drawing us into. As we fill ourselves more and more with him. As we embrace him. As we look at his face and behold his image. And as we are changed more and more into who he is. We will walk in the authority, in the power, in the anointing that he designed for us. We will walk, not be weary. We will run, we will not faint. We will subdue, and we will have dominion. Amen. That's where God's calling us. That's it. Walk in my full authority. Walk in my full power. Walk in my full anointing. Don't pick up that old carcass that had been cut away. Let it sit and let it die. Let it rot. Let it perish. Let it fade away. And the further and further you remove yourself from it, the less and less likely you'll be going back to it. Because the moment you turn and look at it, you whoa, I remember that. I don't want that. I know where that took me. I know how that suffocated me, choked the life out of me, put me in chains. And the moment you look back at it, you'll, know I don't want it. But you distance yourself from it. Distance yourself from it. And fill yourself up with Christ. Put on the body of Christ. It literally, there's a scripture verse. I don't know where it is. It says, put on Christ. Put on Christ. Let his goodness, let his loving kindness and let his mercy. Let that transform you. Put it on like a crown. Wrap your mind in who he is. Wrap your mind in what he's done for you. Wrap your mind on where he wants to take you. And it'll transform your life. That by the renewing of your mind, literally your life is transformed. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. Oh, Father God. Oh, how we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one. You're the one our hearts, our hearts adore. Oh, just sing this. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We love you. Oh, Lord, I want to encourage you. Oh, uh, you know, if you make Jesus Christ the center of your affection, if you make him the center of what you adore, of what you pursue, make him the center of what you chase after. You'll begin walking in the power and the authority that He designed for you. Why? Because you'll be so united with Him. You'll be so united, you'll feel His heart of compassion. You'll, you'll understand His thinking. You'll know exactly the words that need to be said. You'll know exactly what you should be hearing. He'll open your ears. He'll open your eyes. Why? Because he becomes the center of your affection.